It's January 10th, and we're so glad that you're part of this. This is between two... Between two? Like, <laughs> between the like lines. Like between two ferns. Yeah, it's Zach between two ferns. It is. Between <laughs> the lines. And I'm Scott. And I'm Junior. And we're going to get right into the Word today. We're going to be reading Matthew chapter 10. So, Junior, okay. you want to get started? Let's do it. Jesus called his 12 disciples together. He gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 disciples. And by the way, I'm in a hard time not reading this without singing it because I still remember my Sunday school teacher teaching me the song <laughs> to think of the 12 disciples. Yeah, I don't think I knew that song. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother, John. Oh, Philip, Tom- <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, Judas Iscariot, who well, later betrayed him. That's a lot of, lot of different guys there. I know we talked about that uh, last week, but man, that's that's quite a, a mix of guys. And yeah, I can't right. imagine how they all got along, but oh, they did because yeah. because they got along in G- They did Jesus. and they didn't sometimes. Yeah, they, they, did they fought, but they yeah. were followers of Jesus, which is what ought that's to right. bring us together as yeah, well. Yeah, part of sanctification, becoming more like Jesus, is getting along with people better. Yeah. doesn't mean you're a people pleaser, but right. it does mean you get along with people just better than you would without Jesus. Yep. Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Now, why did he tell them not to go to Galileans, or the Gentiles, that is, and the Samaritans, only Israelites? Now, that connects with the prophecy, right? Is that the reason why? Because first to the Jews. Yes, but it's also because he was training his disciples. He was training them, so he was sending them first to the people that they'd be able to connect with. They'd have a hard time connecting. Jesus was great at connecting with Gentiles and Samaritans, but the disciples, they were new at this. That was was tough for them. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's cool. Verse 9, Jesus tells them, don't take any money in your money belts, no gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes and sandals or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be fed. So does that mean that you and I, as pastors, ministers, that we should not prepare anything and we shouldn't take anything with us and we shouldn't get paid? I want to say no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's part of his training. Again, it goes back to the same purpose. What was he doing here? He was training them. Yep. I mean, we, that's how we kind of lived at Bible college. <laughs> it is. So. Well, in my first uh, five, ten years of ministry, yeah. it was pretty much that way. Yeah. And it's good for us. It's good for us to go without. He was teaching them to, to trust God. That's right. Jesus continues, Whenever you enter into a city or village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If it is not, take back the blessing. If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet. As you leave, I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town of ju- on judgment that day. And there's some indication here that the judgment, the final judgment, is going to be based on the opportunity that people had to respond to the message of the gospel. Yeah. And Jesus says something here that I think can really relate to us today. He says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. I love that harmless is more of the idea yeah. of innocent. Don't yeah. don't live so anybody can pin anything on you. Mm. But be shrewd. Be aware, for you'll be handed over to the courts and be flogged and whipped in the synagogues. You'll stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right word at the right time. 
For it is not you who will be speaking, it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. And I love how that played out then in history. You see the spread of Christianity mm-hmm. ended up through the Roman battalion sometimes because mm-hmm. of Paul walking with them and through the prisons. And I don't know how long it's going to last here in America, but we are blessed like uh, no other people before us or even around the world that Christians in other parts of the world do not have near the freedom that we enjoy oh, right yeah. here today. Yep. And in other times of history, they did not have what we have. This is a reality that most Christians face, mm-hmm. and we may someday as well. Mm-hmm. It's harder for us to relate to this, but many Christians, this is what they embrace. You want to take it from verse 21? You bet. Verse 21, a brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child, and children rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. We always say blood is thicker than water, but the most important bonds that we have are those spiritual bonds, and the most important commitments that we have are those commitments to our God. Verse 22, and all nations will hate you because you are my followers, but everyone who endures to the end will be saved. I think he's slipping into some, uh, into, uh, some things that are going to happen in the end times. Uh, but this was reality for them even in the first century. When you're persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth, the Son of Man will return before you have reached all of the towns of Israel. And so the gospel is going to spread throughout all of Israel before the return of Jesus. Students are not greater than their teacher, and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be killed like their teacher, and uh, slaves are to be like their master. I said, got to be killed. I was like, what? (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for correcting me there. (laughs) Students are to be like their teacher, and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called by even worse names. So... People are going to hate us, and they're going to call us all kinds of names. And they have through the ages for committed Christians, and it's beginning to happen even here in the West today. But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, he says in verse 26. For the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. When I think of this, even when we get into verse 27, when I think of this, that when we enter into the eternal state, it's like there's this light that's going to go on, and all of a sudden everything's going to make sense. What I tell you now in darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops to, for, for all to hear. In verse 28, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your, your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it, and the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. So we need not fear people. We, we just need to fear God, which remember in all of our Proverbs reading is the beginning of wisdom and the, the beginning of the best kind of living. Yeah. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my it's Father a heavy in verse. heaven. Yeah, because genuine profession, a genuine faith in Jesus means that we're going to be open about it. We're not going yeah. to hide it. It's part of the reason baptism exists. It is. To make it, it public. Is. And I do wonder, and, and you've got to ask yourself, even as you're on that train or in that car listening to this, and you got to ask yourself, am I open about how important God is to me? Am I yeah. open about him with the people in my world? Do my coworkers know I follow Jesus? Yeah. Verse 34 says, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. Jesus is so cool sometimes. Mm, wow. He says, I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right 
in your own household. And it is right that sometimes the spirituality in our commitment to Christ is going to divide even families. I mean, I, yeah. I was kicked out of my house when I was yeah. 17 years old after giving my life to Christ. Well, I remember Grandpa even saying, he kind of wondered if, about this verse with your own family. He did. He did. Yep. He, he, I, yeah. Verse 37, then, if you love your father or mother more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. Jesus is going after the most treasured relationships that we have. On this earth, I mean, there's not a greater love than between parent and child. And yet, this is what he's saying, that my relationship with you ought to be more important. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you're not willing to to suffer some consequences for your stand with me. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. He's talking uh, temporal life, spiritual life. If you cling to your temporal life, you're going to lose your spiritual life. But if you give up your temporal life for me, you will find spiritual life. Anyone who receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. We saw this last week in our reading as well. We can't separate the relationship that we have with other people. And in particular, he's talking about here God's workers. We can't separate our relationship with other people and God's workers in particular from our relationship with God, that the one is going to affect the other. And if we're committed to God, we're going to be committed to people. And in particular, we're going to be committed to God's people. Yeah, I mean, you see this theme of just being public about your faith. Live it out, and there's going to be consequences. People are going to treat you different. They're not going to like you because of who you are, but count those consequences as a blessing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to jump over to Proverbs. Again, we encourage you to read Proverbs 10. Great wisdom stuff in there, and it may seem like it's random all over the place, but that's why you read it every day because you read Proverbs every day, and there's so much to pick out of. But I just want to jump over to verse 4 right away, and it kind of fits the theme of what I talked about a couple of days ago. I think it was on on Monday when we talked about uh, laziness. And he says in verse 4, Lazy people are soon poor, hard workers get rich. Huh. You know what? We'd rather uh, we'd rather vilify the rich and lift up the poor. And Jesus did in many respects, but there's this general principle, and that's what Proverbs are. These are general principles. They're not absolute truths that where there's never any exceptions. But the, the general principle is this. If you're lazy in your life, you're going to live a life of poverty. But if you work hard, you will gain, even in the temporal world, you will gain wealth because of the discipline to go after it and work hard. So pour yourself into whatever work is in front of you today. All right. Hey, go visibly live for Jesus today. Yeah. Thanks again for, for being a part of this, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I'm Scott, and this is Junior, and this is Between the Lines. <laughs>